You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bosco User Group Radio Show on Community Radio 3CR in Naram, Melbourne, Australia. We are proud to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the last hour or so of Current Affairs. My name's Chris. Today is Monday the 27th of March and Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio. We're a show about bicycles, cycling, urban transport, urban mobility, micromobility, basically getting around without the combustion engine. And on today's show, uh, I'm going to be chatting to a couple of uh, repeat bicycle user groups. We've had them on the show before and we're going to have to chat to them again because this week is... Uh, Critical Mass Week. Yes, it's Critical Mass Friday coming up this week is uh, going to Chapel Street. So I'm going to be chatting to Julie from Port Phillip Bicycle User Group and Victoria from Stonington Bicycle User Group. And I was just noticing too that going back a little while, uh, Stonington Bicycle User Group uh, had a fair bit of input into the... uh, Chapel Street Transformation Project back in 2020. And uh, will, you know, will councils start to move on these things? Because as we discuss in the interview, uh, you just can't keep walking away from things. Or will they keep walking away from things? Uh, unsure. Now, a bit of local news is that down in Richmond, uh, the Yarra Council has just added a counterflow bike lane to Lambert Street, just south of Victoria. At Victoria Street, I should say, and uh, that's uh, oh no 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 things. My my little Faraday cage is working again here in the studio. I was just going to bring up a little bit more information about that, but what I will do is put that into the podcast description. And also, if you're in the city, I'll just bring this up. Uh, Tuesday, it says the twenty seventh. Today's the twenty seventh, so I think Tuesday the twenty eighth for Bike Melbourne. If you're in the CBD on Tuesday after work. Come and meet from 5.15pm onwards in the bar lounge at the Melbourne Marat Lounge a Hotel corner of Lonsdale and Exhibition. And uh, there's a phone number for that, which is 0412703483 to find us. And also I'll just put that into the podcast description as well. So this week, Critical Mass Week. Mm. Uh, well, might as well just get uh, straight into the interview, and this is with Julie and Victoria. Ah! 
going to address the trouble on our streets because they're in a right mess. Today on Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio and Community Radio 3CR, I'm talking to Victoria and Julie. Uh, hi, I'm Julie from the Port Phillip Bicycle Users Group. We've been campaigning on a few issues recently. The major one for us is the St Kilda Road bike lanes. And many of your listeners would have already had the enjoyment of riding down those new protected bike lanes. It's been, I think, you know, 10 years or maybe a lot more that that's been a project that's been almost about to happen and now it really has started getting in. We're, we're just so pleased about that. It's almost completed down between the city and the junction and we're expecting the junction to be completed by mid-year. Um, so that's a really important piece of infrastructure that's going in. And the other issues that we've been campaigning on in Port Phillip is the planned protected bike lane network. And even though this is a plan that exists on paper, the progress on getting those bike lanes built has been really slow, like everywhere, I think, um, with some some notable exceptions. Yeah, because I think what we last spoke or we have um, discussed issues around Inkerman, and that's a little bit further from your remit. But, yeah, it, it's it's these a lot of these things kind of stemmed out of the, the 100 euphemistically the 100 kilometres of protected bike lanes that were going to be rolled out during COVID, uh, going, we're going back two, three years. And a lot of the stop-start sort of things is because Department of Transport kind of gave control or whatever back to the local councils. And this is where we're seeing some very strange political manoeuvrings. Yeah, indeed. I think what the Department of Transport did was they wanted to do something for cyclists, but they weren't prepared to really deal with any of the tricky politics. And in particular, they weren't prepared to say that they're going to remove any car parking because that's always the crunch point there. And so they put in a lot of things which were really of marginal value for cyclists. There were things like speed humps and more paint on roads and a few concrete bollards. So they weren't a very substantial improvement. They maybe would have proved things a little bit, but they were quite noticeable on the road. So they got a lot of local residents' backs up because they weren't really obviously an improvement for cyclists. Even the cyclists weren't keen to come out and to speak in favour of them. In all, it was a bit of a disaster for, for cycling infrastructure. But I think the lesson to learn from it is that a lot of people who are against that Department of Transport pop-up so-called bike lanes were saying, we actually want proper protection. We don't just want paint on roads. We want something that's good for kids and good for vulnerable road users. And mm. I think that's the message I get from, from that disaster. And I take I would take lessons from that, though, because it's something if you've been in this space, the active transport spaces can, can be really difficult at times. Actually, it is always difficult. But take lessons from it. I think it's beginning of the conversation where the pushback we're seeing is actually a symptom of change of where, you know, like we've seen the return to higher than normal traffic or average traffic levels, whatever, post-COVID. 
we're seeing these pushbacks on soft controls. I think something that you said in a previous interview was quite powerful of people who are acting against their best interests in terms of other people want to move around in different ways and other people are acting against them. And I think that com- that part of the conversation has only grown louder. Yeah, and I think another new part of the conversation or a part that's becoming more powerful is that people are really want proper change on climate and we want to see um, sustainable transport. One important part of that is enabling people who are already keen to cycle or to scoot or to take an e-bike. They want to give those people the confidence that they need to be able to do that in safety. And so bike infrastructure is a really important part of that. And so there's a lot of people who are coming at this, not from as cyclists or from that direction, but rather as people who want to see serious action on climate change. And that's really exciting for me to see. North Preston Life Saving Club is a new creative space, gallery and studios run for and by queer artists with disability. They're currently taking applications for studios and membership with priority given to disabled, queer and BIPOC communities. They'll be running workshops, holding community events and showcasing works by local and interstate artists. The North Preston Life Saving Club crew are seeking assistance in getting up and running and they need your help to get three-phase power to run equipment, including a kiln. To find out more and to show your support for independent creatives, please visit their Facebook page, North Preston Life Saving Club. North Preston Life Saving Club is a 3CR supporter. other issues in Port Phillip? I guess we mentioned Inkerman Street before. So Inkerman Street and Inkerman Road runs from St Kilda Road over to Caulfield. So it's this major east-west connection. Half of that's in the city of Port Phillip. Half of that's in the city of Glen Ira. Glen Ira's kind of abandoned all their plans to progress on that after about five years of argy-bargy. For the city of Port Phillip, it's still under active consideration. And we really need people to come out and lend support to that and let the council know that they want to see a proper connection there because that will connect people in East St Kilda up to those new lanes on St Kilda Road and then all the way into the city. So it's a really important enabling piece of infrastructure there. Do you want to talk a little bit about some of the Glen Ira issues? Yeah, I can. Although it's the history is that when the Glen Ira Council put together their integrated transport plan, you know, as many councils you know, have a transport plan, the only thing they were really promising, even though they had ambitious targets for increasing cycling and active transport mode share, the only action that they committed to was a pilot project of a protected bike lane. And the place that they said that pilot project would go in was Inkerman Road. Unfortunately, having put all their eggs in that one basket, that's what they were going to do. They've now said, no, that's not something they're going to do. So really, I don't know what Glen Ira Council is actually offering towards improving that um, cycling mode share and keeping their current cyclists safe. I wouldn't say that ship sailed, but certainly with the current council, I can't see any way forward there. They haven't offered any alternative or any new plans there. 
Mm. Um, so, you know, sadly, the answer is just, you know, make better choices when you vote in your next council. Look at Amsterdam like a mini paradise With the streets so quiet and the air so nice They had to take to the street with their bikes and their feet Cause you can't change a thing sitting in your car seat Thanks, thanks for having me, Chris. So, uh, yeah, my name's Victoria. I'm from the Stonington Bug. And I guess one of the major focuses for us this year is really just around safety. Stonington's kind of bordered by all these major, major bike trails. You know, you've got Gardner's Creek and Scotchman's Creek in the, you know, in the east. You've got Port Phillip Bay Road and what have you in the um, western side, Yarra Trail to the north. And yet there's no really safe routes to any of those bike trails from the middle of Stonington. When you look at places like Chapel Street, Commercial Road, these have all been named by the council as strategic cycling corridors, but they haven't committed to any action about what that's actually going to look like. So in the meantime, you know, we've just got paint on roads right next to car doors. And we've seen just in the last month we've had a couple of uh, doorings or cars hitting cyclists on Chapel Road and you know in the last I think it was between 2014 and 2019 there were 200 cycling and pedestrian injuries along Chapel Street so mm. it's one of you know although it's one of Melbourne's busiest cycling corridors it's actually one of the most dangerous ones as well so that's a, a big focus for starting to bug this um this year is to really look at those major cycling corridors that connect the great bike trails we already have in in melbourne and allow people to get around our area safely yeah of course because chapel comes into yarra and then you get into the rest of the cbd and or as you said the place is really well connected but not for active transport that's right. That's right. I mean, I was just, um, I've been on a tram today down Chapel Street, which had was held up for several minutes by someone backing into a into a park on Chapel Street. There, I've been around Perrin Market today and watched cars just circling the block looking for parks right outside when there's multiple car parking buildings all along Chapel Street. Yes, the cyclists that I spoke to outside of Pram Market today were all saying that it feels really dangerous to them and they often don't cycle around that area. I myself, I live a kilometre from Chapel Street and yet I hardly ever shop on Chapel Street because it's not safe for me to take my bike down there. I go other places where I can get there safely. I think it's really important that we that we look at safety and the councils just don't seem willing to prioritise that. Melbourne Jazz Jammers present the third Newport Jazz Festival. 50 bands, multiple venues and three days of great music from some of Melbourne's finest musicians, the 21st to the 23rd of April. Trad, swing, blues, big band, Latin, bossa, bebop and beyond. Get your tickets at the Newport Bowls Club box office, Market Street, Newport, or online at melbournejazzjammers.com.au. Let's get the party started at the friendliest festival in the West, Newport Jazz Festival, a 3CR supporter. And 
and you're listening to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR in around Melbourne, Australia. And we're just going to return to the interview I did with Julie from Port Phillip Bicycle User Group and Victoria from Stonington Bicycle User Group. This is an issue with Chapel that's gone on for decades. We're now reaching the point where it's, it's, uh, you can no longer just hide behind not doing anything with that's the amount right. of traffic volumes and stuff that's going on in the area. And this is where I'd like to bring into the conversation for both of you, Julie and Victoria, what is happening at the end of this week? Yeah, absolutely. So on Friday is the next critical mass rolling protest. This month we're going to be meeting at Fed Square rather than uh, rather than the State Library as per usual. So if people normally come along and they're used to meeting at, at State Library, just take note that we will be starting from Fed Square. And we're going to be specifically targeting Chapel Street this time around. We want to make sure that people actually see just how many people want to use Chapel Street When I've been speaking to people over the last few weeks, lots of people say that cyclists are in the minority there. They're not. Mm -hmm. It's really busy on Chapel Street all the time with cyclists. And we know that three out of four Victorians would like to cycle if it was safe. When I talk to people about cycling around the city, people say, well, you're really brave. Bravery shouldn't be a prerequisite for just trying to get around on active transport in the city. Uh, something I'd say from like doing this show on 3CR since 2008 is the point of this show and you know, we've got different things that we do and discussions is cycling is a normal everyday activity that should not be for the fast and fearless it's just something that you do and now around the inner north we can see like the growth of or you can just see it from um, anecdotal thing of cargo bikes, all the stuff that Lug and Carrie do. Uh, it's like I was joking with previous guest Katie Faulkner about the turns are like the new Subarus of the inner north. You, know, it's, you can't pretend, really? decision makers can't pretend that change, there's changes to the way people are choosing to get around. Yeah, and absolutely. they will continue to change because of externalities, which Julie and yourself have mentioned of, you know, they, people want to see climate change differences or, or change that. And they also want to a better way of getting about than being stressed with you know, all the overuse right. of cars in constricted urban environments. That's right. And I hear people that I know that drive cars are complaining about Chapel Street too because it's so congested. So, you know, we need to be moving away from car-based transport, as Julie said, not only just for activity but also for climate change. And everyone that I speak to that doesn't bike even agrees that more people should bike because of that, and yet people aren't willing to because the councils aren't providing a safe way for them to do so. And also that reactive sort of thing that seems to be dominating mainstream media and a bit of so- and a lot of social media is being reactive, and we've got to we've got to move past that. It's absolutely think, right. I think there's also a case is that there's a bit of momentum that builds up in these things. Like for a lot of the people I talk to who you know are unsure about protected bike lanes in particular, they have a lot of very specific questions like how's this going to work with the bins? How's this going to work with car parking? You know, am I going to be able to still walk across the bike lane to get to my cars? And I think the new lanes on St Kilda Road will be a game changer in that people will be able to see that it really just does work. You know, you can cross the bike lane to get to your car parked on the other side. Bins will still be able to be picked up. 
and also that you know they'll discover that more people in their circles are actually using those things and enjoying them normalized activity that's right that's right and so hopefully that will be a little wedge into into bringing on the the golden age of cycle protected cycle infrastructure you like to reduce your risk of dementia, the Better Brains trial aims to discover whether targeted lifestyle changes can prevent memory decline in Australian adults. Participants aged 40 to 70 with a family history of dementia are allocated to receive health coaching from an allied health professional or health education materials about dementia and its risk factors. The trial is run entirely online, so visit www.betterbrains.org.au to sign up now. Better Brains is a 3CR supporter. Now, a bit about Critical Mass this Friday, Fed Square. Oh my God, you, you've broken tradition here from a, from an old critical mass who was around since the 90s. And I'll say, why not? It's your turn. 5 p.m. at Fed Square, halfway pickup point. We're going to have a halfway pickup point at Faulkner Park on the corner of Turek Road and Park Road. So if you can't make the, the 5 p.m. start at Fed Square or you just want to come locally from around that area, then you know, you can hang out at Faulkland Park. We'll have a group there um, and they'll be joining on with us partway through. So we'll be finishing up at Alma Park as well down the end of Chapel Street. So we will be basically riding the length of it almost. And it's a great area at the end there as well to either hang out at the park or go to the one of the many local establishments there. And we really encourage people if they can join us on Friday to do so. And then you know, go to one of those local establishments and tell them that you came by bike and that you'd like to continue coming by bike and get them on board too. And I noticed uh, Matthew had a call out for, are you a gig worker who relies on bike for transport? Or perhaps you're a parent who has a school-aged child who's passionate about improving the future of our cities, if you fit the bill, or your kid does. We'd love you to have your say in a few words at the end of the ride at Alma Park. Feel free to send him a DM. This is off Facebook the event and get involved and also I would just say who's um, organising this is Port Phillip Bicycle User Group, XR Victoria Pedal Rebels, Staunton Bicycle User Group and I think Glenora Bicycle User Group in spirit. Yeah absolutely and just a note on you know that call out for um, for people that that would like to speak you know we're not looking for five minute speeches what we want to hear about is those people that are affected by Chapel Street not being safe what's it going to mean for you if we can make it safe we want to hear from the people that live in the area that use Chapel Street all the time as you see gig workers I talked to quite a few people delivery drivers and what have you out today that would also really like to have that area safe we're sick of politicians making speeches at things like this and then not seeing any action we want to make the politicians listen to the people instead and this week is a case thing in community organising, getting down there and putting not just boots on ground, your wheels on ground and showing people that a different way is possible. And that's one of the things I always loved about Critical Mass is the sound of people moving through a street, not machinery, you know, heavy vehicle sort of stuff. You know, the place becomes more live. I reckon this this on Friday would be quite something to behold. <laughs> 
of absolutely you know, can't wait to hear the sound of those bells ringing down chapel street and the other thing if people want to come talk about oh you're blocking traffic critical mass moves through really quite swiftly and then normality whatever you want refer to it as just returns that you know people want to go for the outliers of you know you're blocking traffic and all these catastrophic things that will happen no it doesn't it never has so i think all the locals on Chapel Street will know that traffic is not flowing quickly through Chapel Street at the time. And how can people get in touch with um, the bicycle user groups? What's the, what's the best way to find out? Uh, Port Phillip Bicycle Users Group has a web page which you can Google. And um, Stonington Bugs on, on Facebook. Uh, just search for us and, and you'll find our group and you can get in touch. Just come down and join us on Friday. We want as many people there as possible. And if you can't make it on Friday for any reason, please just lend your voice anyway. Email your local councillors and let them know that you want Chapel Street to be safe passage for cycles. That's pretty much it. Yeah, come and join us or, you know, just join by sending a message to the decision makers. Boobap Jazz. The Milky Way looks good in the night skies. The stars open a short for my dark eyes. Hey, I'm Lady Lash. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, the voice of the set. 3CR is so awesome, giving the platform for people's voices to be heard and people's gifts to be heard. And always remember that you are amazing. I'm dreaming of the seven moons. Oh, I see what's new. And thank you to Julie from Port Phillip Bicycle User Group and Victoria from Stonington Bicycle User Group for having a chat about uh, issues in the area. And uh, Critical Mass coming up this Friday, the 31st of March 2023, 5pm at Federation Square. Now, some news and events. Notice that uh, Stretch Live Derebin, uh, he had a chat to Mark back in January. They've got a new, oh, they've got a newsletter out and it includes stuff about their active transport submission to Durban Council budget, the council budget, the next steps. Mark's interview on 3CO when I had a chat to him. And uh, Streets Live Durban are having a supporters meet up, I think. Just have a look, do, 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 scroll down. On the 27th of April, hasn't got the venue, but um, if you email them at streetsaliveduraban at gmail.com, find out more. Also uh, noticed that, I'm going to bring it up, some more news about the uh, St Kilda Road bike lanes and this came from the stakeholder and communications uh, mob who are doing this or at uh, St Kilda Road and the part of uh, the whole metro tunnel stuff. Stage one is fully complete and major road projects. Victoria has produced a video animation which is aimed at educating drivers and cyclists about the new arrangements. And stage two is 75 complete with a few remaining sections between Commercial Road and Torek Road still to be completed. Stage three around St Kilda Junction has started and progressing concurrently with stage two. And according to this, we are still on track for full completion of all sections by mid-2023. So 
as Julie mentioned, this is going to be a game changer. And those of us who have been around for a while, and even if you haven't, you would know what an important connection things are, like the Gardner's Creek Trail from the east coming in along the Yarra into the CBD. And also you would know connections around your own area, how important they are when things link up. And that was the saying with Stonington and Glen Ira, there's all these things around them, but they don't link up, even though they're quite close to you know, the commercial hub, which is the CBD and the rest of it. But um, also uh, interview I did, was it in January or was it December? I can't remember now, but when I was talking to oh, Dominic and Nathan about Better Streets New South Wales. Now they're developing into a nationwide group and they're a coalition of community groups, business, individuals advocating for better streets, not just now in New South Wales, but in Australia as well. And as you would notice, uh, had a change of government in New South Wales over the weekend. Now, ALP, what's Chris Minns got in store for active transport? Will they keep the active transport portfolio thing? Interesting times ahead. So that's good to see. And what else have I got in news and events? Probably something here, if something will come up for me. Other than today, it looks like, uh, again, you use the uh, term of flicking the switch for autumn, a bit rainy, a bit dark. So it's uh, probably a reminder that daylight savings is changing. So it's a good time to check that all your lights and the like are up to scratch. You know, check your USB connections, check if you're still using batteries, all that sort of thing. Basically, give your bike a bit of a look over because we're going into the cooler, damper months of 2023. Well, again, thank you for listening today. The podcast should be up shortly or you can listen on demand or you can use the community radio hub, or I should say community radio app to listen into uh, community radio of your choice. 3CR, we're kept on air thanks to our beautiful listeners who subscribe and donate. So you can go to 3cr.org.au and look for the subscribe, donate and or fundraiser option. And uh, also go to yarrabug.org forward slash radio for our mirror site if you want a few more details. Up next is SheBot followed by BlackBlock and Faith and Val should be in the studio next week. Yarrabug would like to thank our sponsor, Vacro's Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics, and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Tuesday or Thursday. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.